Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode uh, in the new year of River City 93. It's been, what, three months, two months? I forgot. Time is an everlasting thing that doesn't exist in a void of nothingness. Um, but yeah, we're back. New year, new us. Um, how are y'all been? How's your new year been so far? Sucks. I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I mi- I've missed you guys. Yeah, I miss you. Miss out too. Matt, how have things been on your end, sir? We're going okay. We're going okay. New year. Ha- haven't uh, haven't experienced loss in what three months in a week. Longest yeah. streak we've had in uh, ages. There. Boom, there you go. That's the positive outlook. You can't lose a game if you don't play a game, folks. Yeah. There you go. Shanir, how are things on your end, sir? How have you been? Well, they've been doing okay. You know, um, like like Matt said, haven't experienced a loss, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, just looking towards the new year and still confused about the new competition, but whatever. Hey, once again, if you don't win, you can score the most goals and win, and that counts for something. There you go. And Kate, how have you been? By the way, I want to shout out Kate real quick because she did an amazing interview with the what was it? I can't. I just sporting director Madeline McCracken. There you go. I'll let you take it. Yeah, she had an amazing interview. Yeah, it was really great to speak to her and just sort of have that initial contact with what's going on behind the scenes with W League RVA. Um, Still don't have a team name, a brand, you know, we now have a head coach, which is great. So it's sort of, we're starting to fill in the gaps in terms of what this this team is going to look like in the spring. Um, And it was really exciting to have that initial conversation, just get to know her a little bit better and sort of start building that relationship between River City 93 and the front office for W League RVA. Yeah, I mean... I mean, let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. Um, team does, still does not have a name yet, which I find odd. 
but we do have a new head, head coach, um, Kimmy Cummings. Kay, can you tell us a little bit about her? Because I'm pretty sure you're more abreast about knowing about her than any of us would. Yeah, so they did a great interview with her on YouTube. They actually did an interview with Madeline as well. So those are great to check out as they also have a sort of introductory look at their careers, what brought them to Richmond. But Kimmy is a coach with Richmond United. Um, and so she's bringing the ability to bridge the gap between the youth programs here in Richmond and W League RVA and build that more concrete pathway to pro from the existing programs here in Richmond. That's definitely going to be a priority for her is engaging with current youth programs, um, both, you know, with the team, but also with the exposure and the opportunity to watch a higher level team for, you know, girls who are younger in the program. So um, I'm excited to see what she brings and I'm excited with the opportunity to interview her ourselves. We got some great questions for her and hopefully going to learn more about her style as a coach, her priorities for W League RBA and you know, what she's excited for in the upcoming season. Yeah. Have any of y'all bought your W League tickets yet? I, I bought mine like back in November. But any of y'all got y'all's yet? Yeah. I figured so. I just get no. the not yet. Not yet. I'm yep. gonna need. To, I'm, that's on the list to do. That's on my to do list. I'm second guessing it now though, because I definitely meant to. Now I can't remember if I actually did. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm also in. I'm interested about what the schedule is going to be because we got some Friday night games for kickers with the schedule announced, and so I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the W League schedule. There's like a Wednesday, uh, like a few more Wednesday night games in June, so I'm interested yeah. to see what nights they're going to end up playing. No, I mean, I think when we talked to Camp, he mentioned how they're not going to have the W League team and the kickers play on the same night, so you're not going to have any doubleheaders. They're treating it like it's his own thing, so just going to make time for it. But hopefully, unlike the kickers, we get a, some closer games. Like, I don't want to drive six hours <laughs> or anything like that, so hopefully so. I know um, – what's the team that just got announced when we got announced? Charlottesville. Um, they just did their team colors and everything like that. So, locally, hopefully that's a close game that we can go check out. Take River City 93 in the road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think realistically, you've got to expect it's going to be a quick sprint, you know, of a season because it is a summer amateur league. Everybody, not everybody, most of them have to get back, you know, for their college preseason. So, last year, the championship was mid-July. So, yeah. season's probably going to be mid-May to end of June, realistically. So I, I would expect you know a like doubleheader weekend sort of things, where like Friday Sunday you know combos, yeah. You know, because I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these players are you know also you know doing internships, working your know, jobs you know during the summertime as well. Yeah. Okay, let me last question about the WWE team. But is it has, do you have any inkling of how this team is going to go about signing players? Like where are they looking to sign from? Are they looking like U of R, UVA, wherever? I know the Combine had a lot of current youth programs, uh, current youth players. So I do think that they are looking to the current RU Academy, especially, um, you know, the, the U18s, U19s. Um, but they didn't mention any specific programs. They, you know, they, they didn't really, I did ask specifically if they had a specific strategy for an at, like pursuing players. Um, they did not share any specifics. Um, so it is kind of up in the air about what the breakdown will be, as well as how much experience beyond youth and college players they're looking to bring in, because that can be really helpful from a 
um, experience perspective to have played pro or played W League in the past or no longer currently in college um, to bring in that sort of seniority experience. So we don't have a lot of insight about where they're going to be looking to identify those players as well, whether that's through combine or if they're going to be reaching out to players in the area. Actually, uh, so I'm hoping to ask Kimmy more about that as well as asking her who takes the lead on recruiting players, whether or not that's coming from a sporting director side, whether or not, um, or if she as a coach is looking to pursue players based on her style of play, or if it's purely, or it's more prioritizing opportunity for locally based players and sort of building a team from who's available versus signing players with a particular or announcing players with a particular um, profile to fit a specific style of play she's hoping to implement. So hopefully she'll be um, sharing more about that when I interview her. All right. Well, we look forward to that when that interview happens. But um, if you haven't bought your WWE ticket, please go get it. Support the women's team as much as you support the men's team. Um, that can be stated more than enough. But we're going to go ahead and switch on over. Um, USL League One has kind of changed this year. We got a new team coming in. Um, Spokane Velocity is coming in. That's the men's team, right? I know the women's team is named Zephyr, which is weird. You're right. That's weird. <laughs> but we got Spokane coming in. So now the league has kind of balanced itself out. It's a 22-game season, so home and away. There's no more of that two games here than a game here. It's fine in essence. But then they decided to add it in an in-season tournament, which – um, Walking 90 did a good interview with Rob Ucrop and um, that pink team's manager. I can't remember his name. Um, but they interviewed him and Rob talked about the in-season tournament. From what I gather about it, they did this because they wanted to get to a balanced schedule, but they still want to have enough games that it kind of fills in the gaps there. But then we also found out that USL League One and the championship Rarely don't talk to each other, even though they're all under the same umbrella. And the championship teams didn't want to participate in the NCAA tournament because they didn't want, from my understanding, to lose perhaps to League One teams in midweek games. Makes no sense. But hey, here we are. We have a new tournament and a trophy that we can possibly win. Matt, your face shows all the expression of happiness and disappointment at the same time. Oh, it shouldn't show that. It shouldn't show happiness. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I appreciate Rob has to go out there and try to sell stuff and be a good soldier for the league. Uh, this is a waste of time. Uh, you know, who, you know, the whole idea of, you know, a league cup or something is it's not internalized within 12 teams that already are in the same league. That's called playoffs. Right, yeah. yeah. We already, we already had. Well, yeah, we, we have that, but the league had that already. You know, last year it works fine, right? And this is you know trying to you know solve a problem that doesn't exist. N nobody was actually complaining about an imbalanced schedule, yeah, you know, before. You know, that's making up. You know, you know, solutions like literally. Did you hear one person last year complain? Oh, we got screwed because. You know, we had to play this team twice away instead of twice at home. I didn't, and I waste way too much time, you know, reading about this stuff. All right. Uh, not only that, 
format, bad. You know, you're, you know, two extra games against, you know, nearby teams. That part, good. You know, they try to regionalize somewhat. Uh, and then you get, but then you get a random two games against, you know, other teams, you know, way out there. We lucked out. We don't have a stray trip out to Washington or California, anywhere like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great region for the West, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that just shows you how big the West is. <laughs> like, yeah. Not only that, actually, okay, so you ignoring all that, let's pretend that, okay, you know, this could be something. Top top team niche group advance. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Can't have a, can't run Mm -hmm. it off with just threes. You got to have a wild card. You know, okay, that makes some sense. It's not who has the most points. It's not who, you know, has, you know, best goal difference. It's straight up goal scored. So there is literally no incentive you know, for any team to do anything other than, you know, especially in the last game of the season, mutually agree. All right, let's you know each allow ten goals, you know, in the first ten minutes, you know, run the score up, and then we'll play it out. Winner advances because we you know we gain the system, ran up the score. You could literally lose every single game, but play shootouts constantly, and get in the you know, semifinals. That is asinine. That is stupid. That is bad planning, and it's a bad gimmick. And, uh, you know, Rob can you know text me and try to talk me off. You know my stance on this. I am right. They are wrong on this. And also, uh, anybody who's listening to this, you bought a season ticket package for sixteen games. Right now, because of this change, we only have fifteen. You're getting shortchanged the game right now. You know, so every club out there. You got sold 16 games. You're currently only scheduled for 15 because of this. Do not let your team you know, steal your money because they changed something and you know, try to pull an okie doke on you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Very much true. Um, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think what? I think they did say they were trying to find out another game, but that's a friendly. Like, you, you charged me 16 for regular season games and. You know, unless you're throwing a playoff ticket in there for free, then all right, cool, great, but whatever. That ain't, that ain't gonna work for uh four teams. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, also the the NWSL has an in-season tournament. Nobody takes it seriously as a trophy. I mean, you know, it's something to add, but it definitely falls in the tin pot trophy category that a state sometimes even gets lumped in as unnecessary unnecessary games played in terms of fatiguing players in pursuing you know, the actual trophies that matter, either the supporter shield or the actual championship. So we do have a league with an in-season to a closed league in-season tournament. And I would not say it's something that most of their supporters find particularly engaging or meaningful. Um, And definitely not a trophy that accrues a whole lot of bragging rights when it comes to compared to the supporter shield or the championship. So Interesting to see, you know, if more teams are added and they're able to, you know, what what that balanced schedule for them looks like home and away against each team, you know, over time. But I think framing it as an in-season trophy, there's more marketing there than there is actual meaning for This is trying to copy, you know, MLS and Liga MX, you know, hitting gold with the Leeds Cup last year, except they couldn't, you know, 
get you know all their you know, people to play nice you know together the championship a bunch of cowards you know they all you know talk about wanting oh we want to have that competition we want to have competition you know they want to have competition against MLS they're the exact same you know mindset as MLS is to them they are to us they don't take League One seriously they don't respect League One you know their fans don't the front offices certainly don't same exact scenario just most championship you know folks are either you know too naive or too blind you know to be able to see it uh elliot serious question on this have you heard anything about uh if they resolved the issue with you know the players association that came up you know with the in-season tournament and uh you know player bonuses um no i haven't heard anything to that but now you give me something to check up on <laughs> no, yeah I so so just you know, in case uh, you missed out on that, you know, literally the USL Players Association you know came out uh, pretty hard against this because now that we only have a 22 game season, a lot of player contracts have bonuses you know, built into them, and some of them are built around appearances or you know hitting you know certain marks. You know, so if your your contract says, hey, you know, get a five thousand dollar bonus if you appear in 25 league games, literally not possible now. You know, if it was to be able to score, you know, you know, after 10 goals, you get a X amount bonus. Well, a lot harder to do that in 22 versus 32, you know, from last year. So, yeah. you know, for a league that also could not help but pat itself on the back so much about, oh, we bent over backwards to work with you know, the players to get the player association, you know, up and running, you know, a couple of years ago, they definitely did not, you know, consult, collaborate with them at all in making a very unilateral sweeping change in the structure of their league. Yeah. Yeah, kind of disappointed on that front. Um, I mean, my, my look at the in-season tournament is it feels like a gimmick, and we probably won't care about it if we get knocked out of the group. But if we win the group and win the cup, then it'll be all right, cool. I, I just wonder – I don't know. Like, right now, it's kind of like the third priority on my list. Like, I would much rather make it to the actual playoffs in USL League One to try to win the league title and maybe get a, win a game in the US Open Cup, maybe two, and play an MLS. Like, that right now is kind of where I'm looking at and then the League Cup. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a lot of rotation. Like, I, it wouldn't shock me if Darren is like, all right, we're going to play a lot more of the rotation size, you know, a lot more of the kids. This is probably where Beckett Howell and um, others, like, probably get some play. By the way, as well, we um, who is it? I think it's RVA United are in the USL Academy. So some of those players might come up and play in some of these games, just depending on where they are. We don't know when these games are scheduled yet. I, I know they released the lead schedule, but I don't know when these games are scheduled yet. The cup games. But, um, yeah, the cup games. Do we know when they're scheduled yet? Yeah, they're mixed all in with you know the schedule. They're scattered, so it's not like uh like you know uh, okay. the NWSL one like Kate was talking about where there's a clear like oh or Leeds Cup and MLS where they just take a month off and do this. It's like we got a couple games in May and then like nothing until June. And but I think the last you know round is like August or something, and then yeah, something like that. You, you know what this reminds me of, and I don't know if y'all might not be too familiar with it. But it's like in England in League One and League Two, um, they play what is the Johnson Pate Trophy? It's like their own cup competition. Yeah. Like this is what that reminds me of. Like it's like obviously 
they care about the league, then the FA Cup, then I think it's the Carabao Cup, and then the Johnson Payne Trophy. But it's like if you win it, you don't get anything from it. It's just saying, like, oh, hey, we got a cup. I do like the fact that there's prize money. So if there is prize money in this, I don't understand why the champions of the league doesn't get a prize money either. They need to work on that as well on that front. Um, But, I mean, if you look at, like, our group, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really see us making it out of the group. We maybe get third place, maybe second. It's just a tough group of Like, you got Charlotte, Greenville, and Tormenta. Tormenta's kind of up in the air. Greenville is looking to rebuild after Harks uh, just retired. No, well, not retired. He stepped down in the last year. And then Charlotte looks to be reloading with all the guys they got. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, Let me ask you all this. Where do you guys place – this tournament in terms of importance. Matt, I know where you stand, so you don't got to answer. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> well, I, um, where do you well, I think that um, with Matt on this, it's, it's really pointless. Now, one thing, Matt, that you did point out, if this is used to allow maybe up and coming, just coming out of the players from playing time and seeing if we can get some of the guys that are spending more of their time on the onto the field, I can understand, but I don't see that happening because of the fact that if you add the league game, these games, does it not come up to run up the same amount of games we were playing last season? So that means if the starting could play that many games last season, why would they cut them out of these games? Which then at a position of, okay, so the bench warmers still don't even get time on the field because the field players don't need to be rested that much because this is a normal season for them. So this is, it's, it's useless. It's, to be honest with you, you're not getting any new talent more time on the field because the teams, the players, the, the, the starting 11 go playing these games on top of the regular season since we've shortened the regular season or at least reduced the amount of games. So it's not, to me, it's just something that's in the way. Hmm. It's just in the way and useless furniture. I, I agree also from looking at like the priorities of the league, which is often you're trying to increase attendance. You're trying to put on a good show for the fans who are showing up. Most leagues, most teams are still building their fan bases, building the support at the grassroots level. So having a critical mass of matches that might be treated as secondary is not necessarily going to create a more entertaining atmosphere because how much is the average USL League One attendee knowing about this in-season tournament versus the regular league? How many people are going to be showing up to these matches not knowing? It's not like the FA Cup where there's separate branding and there's, you know, enough people, you know, separate ticketing, an entirely separate, different experience. Instead, people, fans might be showing up to these matches that are then treated as a a chance to rotate you see lower quality play on the field you have players who you might not recognize you know the average fan who's shown to league one games you have to wonder whether or not this is going to increase people's interest in attending matches because there isn't necessarily the knowledge base to know week in week out whether or not 
you know, the game is a regular league game or this in-season tournament. So from a fan perspective, you know, we're super tapped in. We know the difference, but, you know, the average person showing up to matches, this is going to impact, especially since it's a pretty high number of matches overall within the season. Um, so if it takes that route of the rotation of the the trying the bench players, you know, it might have, it might even have a detrimental impact on, you know, someone's experience. If they didn't know yeah, that I- they spent 20 bucks on a game and it turns out that, you know, it's not very good. I'm actually not as worried about that side of it, just because, you know, to kind of, you know, almost go on the same point, most people don't and won't know the difference. I mean, not, let's be real, even a lot of people, uh, you know, that we talk to at the games, we're going to, it's going to be, you know, explaining, wait, why is this going into PKs all of a sudden? Well, it's a cup game. It's not, you know, a league game, you know, right now. So I think the fact that people won't know the difference means they won't know the difference it'll just come either way and so it'll just go straight back to how the sales team is doing uh which is clearly you know the strongest you know part of the club you know uh the last couple of years yeah i hope they got their bonuses they deserve it um my last thoughts on this nc the tournament is it is nice to see that there are you know regionalized groups it's not like we got a group of like us and your omaha fuego or whatnot and now because of the balanced schedule, we only make that Fuego trip once. So in that sense of it, like the clubs kind of do save money on that. Like the travel of it isn't as crazy, but I don't know. We'll see. Or, or at least we save money and that's really all we care about. I don't I don't care if Tormenta has to, you know, fly an extra time or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I would have actually this over under how many peak penalty game penalty kick games that we play. Out of eight, um, four, four. I'm interested in how many goals we (laughs) score. I got six. If we don't score any goals, zero, we'll lose. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that will will be one thing. If we lose, you know, a game or two, and it's looking highly unlikely that we, you know, finish near top of the group, there's no reason. To play any defenders, it, it should all just be all attack all the time because there should only be one objective at that point, which is to run up the goal goal total. Go, <laughs> just go score, go score. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how how teams adapt to this because, like, given point, if you're already out of the playoffs like how we were last year, and we had this season tournament. What's stopping Darren or any coach to be like, all right, well, we're out of the League One playoffs. Let's just switch our attention to the in-season tournament and try to make that our trophy for the year. Yeah, I think there's a, how the games are split up throughout the season. I, I don't think it's very likely that you'll be able to tell early enough you know, that you're out of it for you know, the regular season and still have time to actually be able to make it happen for that's true. You know, the in-season. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Well, all right. Well, we'll see about that, see how that goes. But um, I think we'll move on to the part that everyone is pretty much interested in. Who's here? Who's returning? Who's back? So we got a couple of signings, um, even though (laughs) the league is – I mean, not the league. The team is being a little slow on uh, them signings. I need them a lot more. Um, so this is what we got. We got Nathan Ani. Um, he's coming back. Dakota's back on a multi-year contract. Chris Cole, Simon Fitch, Beckett Howe, Landon Johnson, Zaka Moran, 
and Emiliano Tazagi and Neil Vignones. So we have those. Oh, yeah, Jao. My fault. Yeah. Yeah, Jao here? No, he. Oh, yeah, Jao. There you go. And Jao resigned. Yay. And Justin Suka. So we have those players returning. New players added. Miss Sarakowski, too. Right. Sarah Kyle's and Chandler. Married. Oh, Chandler. I'm just thinking all of them. <laughs> all right. So, new players. We got Arthur Buswal, um, Dewey Franca, Pablo Hara, Maxi Sinfeld, and James Vaughn. Those are the new players. In. So, let's talk about the new guys in first. All right. Um, let's start it off. Pablo Hara, goalkeeper from South Georgia Tormenta. We got to delete a couple of tweets, but how we feel about him coming in to take the reins over for Akira and um, and go. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anyone? Uh, letting them go first. I did. I did check how tall he is to compare. He's the same height as Akira, so that we. Talk. I don't what know if that means we're no longer beating the short keeper allegations. Well, he's just. I mean, I looked. Up, I also looked at how tall he was. How tall does Akira claim to be? Akira claims to be five nine. Five nine. Uh, really I thought I saw Harless at six foot, which. Yeah. Yeah, that's also generous. Yeah, five ten, five. Akira's five, five eleven. So you're so different. Okay, Akira's five nine. Me and that man, we both. I was gonna say I'm five eleven. I saw him in real life once. I saw him at a brewery, and he was the tallest person there. So I will say he is made to look short by everyone else on the field. But when I saw him in real life, out in the wild, I was shocked at how tall he was. Apologies, the slander. There's a loose, there's a wild Akira. Go catch it. <laughs> now, um, I think my biggest, my biggest is with Pablo has been his, he'll make the big save and then he'll give you a gaff. Like there's been multitude of games that we have seen and watched of South Georgia Tormenta where it's just like, Pablo, really? Like, how are you letting that in? And I'm not ready for that to happen in Cena in City Stadium because I'm gonna lose my crap. I'm gonna lose my mind if that happens. Um, but I mean, it's looking like a solid sign. And I mean, you got a goalkeeper that's right at Akira's ability. I mean, of course, Akira last year was going down, but 
Um, outside of that group of maybe like New Who is probably one of the best goalkeepers in League One. Doko's goalkeeper, Charlotte's. Like Pablo's probably in that next group, like four to like seventh. You don't think, you think so? I'm not saying he's up there in the best one of like, but fourth the seventh best goalkeepers in the league. I'll I'll put him there, maybe. Like maybe seventh. I may maybe, but I don't not not a fan. I mean, I think Tormentas had one good two month, you know, spell in five years. And he was on the bench during that time. He lost his job to TJ Bush during that time, who Who's was also Chattanooga. Who was also available from Virginia, tall, <laughs> I think better than Pablo. Yeah. Like Who been a good fit. Seems yeah, like he could have been a nice fit. I mean, I, I've never been impressed with Ara. I've always thought that he was the weak link on you know the Tormenta teams. Uh, hopefully, I'll be you know, eating these words, you know, come later in the season and, you know, this is a better fit, you know, for him. Uh, and that's not going to be the first, last time I say that line on this podcast <laughs> you know, today. Uh, but it's not one that, you know, inspires. And it was also, you know, the clear signal that, you know, yes, Akira is actually leaving, uh, leaving three months after he signed a multi-year contract. And they made a big fuss about that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, way to set your roots in Richmond, like you were talking about it here. Cool. Bye. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not disappointed to see a care leave because I think we've all said, like, all right, it looked like a care was getting past it. But to sign him to a new deal and then for him to leave and then not get anything really from it, like, no kind of money. I don't think we got, like, a transfer fee or, like, any kind of compensation from NCFC. Or anything from it. But, I mean, they would never tell us, but even the language and the releases didn't suggest anything. Yeah. So, kind of disappointed on that. How does that me. work, though? What do you mean? Like a transfer fee? The, 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 the biggest, yeah, the, the biggest thing for me with with situation, I mean, it was a shock for me to see him go, but the, for me is that there was, especially after hearing sign a new deal, how does it work that we get nothing? I could understand if he didn't sign a due deal and his contract ran out, then he's a free agent. Then, yeah, we don't get a dime. But if he's under contract, there should I'm be some money just, leaving from coming to the pickers. Release, release him from the contract and yeah. magically he's a free agent. I'm imagining that's what he did. He just released it. And, and I mean, honestly, we don't even know if a carrier is going to be playing for NCFC. Like, he might just be the goalkeeper coach. I was going to say, we know. Yeah, ain't, ain't ever gonna play in a game that matters for them. Yeah, like he'll he'll probably be no. the goalkeeper coach that's like the backup goalkeeper in case of emergencies. So I mean, we'll see. Like with this not being a thing, I do wonder how <clears throat> Darren goes about building out of the back because I don't know. I don't know how well Paul is with long balls. I know that was one of like a Kara Strong suits, but we'll see uh, when we get more game footage with him. Um, another new signing, um, another man from Tormenta, Mr. Arthur Boussois, um, tall target striker. He's missed a few games because of injury. Um, really, if you wipe away, what was it, Matt, 2022 when he tore his ACL mm-hmm. and then missed all of 2022, 
2023 comes back, he's not really starting. But, I mean, one thing I didn't put out there, like, the man's not afraid to shoot. And for a team that sucked at shooting, we need more of them. And it's good to see, like, we got a reliable USL League One, like, capable striker. You know, that's something that this team has been lacking for the better part of a year or so. So, thoughts on Arthur joining the kickers? I, I'm looking forward um, to possibly the height <laughs> factor. Um, we've got a great target striker whose height is not his um, main asset. So interesting to see if a partnership where we've got one who can more hold up play and take those you know more accurate strike inside the, the box versus maybe a target man for the crossing um, that we didn't really get too much of this past season so maybe we get a little bit more success out of the air yeah um it's great to see another striker in the book hopefully as you said he seems to be someone who's not take shots which is something that the, we have been very shy about um, so hopefully that gives us a bit of a difference, gives us a bit of a little more electricity in the front, um, a little more oomph, so to speak. So I, I, I'm kind of sick and tired of literally having to take us pass the ball around, pass the ball around, pass the ball around and never shoot. Um, so we'll see, um, what he brings. I honestly, if he can set the tone with that, set the twist, taking more shots and kind of entice some of the others to shoot more, um, hopefully that'll change the dynamic of the team. But I didn't see anything in terms of his history, in terms of his highlights, in terms of anything that shows him to be that exceptionally better and like an exceptional player. Yeah. Um. I will say this, though. Nathan Audi, um, as I like to call him, QB1, now has his uh, possession wide receiver that he can throw to, um, have an actual target. So that's helpful for him. Um, Yeah, we'll see. I, what were you about to say, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, part of it is you know coming off that injury, right? He you yeah. know, blew up his you know, knee partway through you know 2022, you know, didn't make it back until midway through last season. So hopefully it's that now that he's, you know, have a full year back, he'll be, you know, fully back into it. Uh, you got a good African player in, you know, to the team now, uh, you know, you know, carry on that long history, terribly, terribly disappointed. You know, when I, you know, when he put out his Instagram and it sounds like it's no accent anymore, it just sounds like a regular American guy because South African accent, I find enjoyable. So that, that was disappointing, uh, you know, but I another, it's a different type of striker. And I think in a, in a vacuum, cool. I think the issue is it's going to be the same issue we've had with Emmy is great. Who's getting them the ball? Yeah. Yeah. And the team hasn't signed any identifiable wingers yet. So that's really a big issue. We still don't know what's going on with, um, Delmar or Bentley. We don't know if they're going to resign yet or they're moving on. Uh, we do know Gordon, he's going to Montego Bay in Jamaica. 
Um, his Instagram post is uh, makes it seem like he was the man. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. There's a literally of left behind balls that uh, I would like to show Gordon on breakaways. That like, sir, sir, we left some chances here. Um, yeah. Do you think? I mean, obviously, do you think with the way how the signs are going so far, do you think Darren might be looking to change the system up? We know last year it was built around possession and, and, you know, all that stuff. But based on the signs so far, it seems like Darren might be going with a different outlook on things because, what, we just got uh, Giddy in. He's a center back but can also play, I think, CDM. Um, but he's a college player. Um, how do you think? Darren's looking to use him. I mean, I'm not even going to pretend like I've ever seen this guy play you know, before. Uh, I assume he's at best center back three right now. Yeah. Yeah, behind you know Dakota and Ani and fighting Cole, you know, for you know who gets that first spot when one of them inevitably you know gets red carded or you know picks up too many yellows. Because let's pray to God we don't see any more of the, you know, Suko or you know, Chandler at center back experiment. Because seen enough of that. Chandler is center back in the third game of the in season tournament. Looking I don't down. even know when that is. It's gonna come. Um. So moving on. I mean, obviously we don't know much about him, but I mean. Darren is it? I'll answer one question that we did have with, and that is defensive depth. Um, we were pretty much on that, and we saw how this team's lack of depth kind of shoehorned them into not so good results. So having more depth probably will help out a lot. Um, another former, well, another uh, Fuego pipeline player. I don't know what it is about us and Fuego left backs. We seem to love them. Um, Maxi Schinfeld. Um, 32-year-old was a free agent uh, who played last in Major Arena Soccer League um, for a year. Uh, Previously that, he was with Fuego, but he joins the kickers. Uh, Matt, it seems like Darren has it out for you by signing all of your arch nemesis. It's not my arch nemesis. I just think the, the guy's a you know, hothead, hot-headed hack. <laughs> and just because he's picked up multiple red cards, I think in each of his, you know, League One seasons, I, I assume this has to be like, oh, hey Pablo, you're Chilean, you need a Chilean buddy. All right, here's this guy. It's like, why has he been playing? Only been playing indoor for the last year and a half. Hmm. Yeah, he couldn't. Like Fuego, Fuego wouldn't even take him back yeah. last year. I don't know, man. Um, I will say this: it does. It, I look at deciding in two things. One is a veteran defensive player, someone from Beckett, to learn from the right things, hopefully, not the red car part. But also, like, we know how Maxi is as a player. Like, we know he's aggressive. And honestly, like, that defense kind of need that aggression back. Like, they kind of lost their bite over the course of the year. So having someone back there that's – like, I, I tweeted out there, like, with him and Zaka on the field – we might not win a game, but we damn sure ain't losing a fight. I don't know. Zaka might be might have gone soft now that he's uh pops. Oh yeah, he has a father now. You gotta look out and set a good example for the kid. But uh, uh um, yeah, any thoughts on Maxi Shanae or Kate? 
Um, much much the same with you guys, and and I, I talked about it in the uh, before we started off air. Um, as a coach, as a youth coach, I am hardwired to not be a fan of indoor soccer. Um, um, in in the youth coaching realm, we kind of call it soccer hockey. Um, not a big fan of it, and and view it more as means for, especially at the youth level, for players to develop bad habits. Um, granted, he's a professional player. He's played uh, several years on a professional level, but I don't know. Um, if it, much like much like you said, if Fuego wouldn't take him back, what's going on? You know, um, and why are we going after someone who is known for picking up a lot of cards when we already have that in Zaka? Um, when it comes to fullbacks, I am more in more inclined to think that we would be looking for someone who's a little more level-headed because that is a position that requires a lot of quick thinking and the play moves quickly out there. Um, you have to be able to catch players without fouling them. The more you foul them, it's basically like giving away corner kick after corner kick after kick. And we don't need that. We've already struggled here and there, especially in crucial moments in games at on set pieces. Um, so to bring in someone who has the liability of putting us on the defensive end of set pieces on a regular basis from the wing is not something I'm too stoked about. So we'll see what happens. Experience is one thing that, that could maybe give us a boost, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know about him as a player. I have not tracked his career or, or you know, been watching as much as um, you all have, of course. Um, I am, I, I do know, you know, especially at every league, there, there could be a lot of culture reasons why players, you know, end up not fit with clubs, you know, disagreements at the, with the coaching staff, with the style of with dissatisfa- dissatisfaction, with treatment. We see that a lot at every level of the sport. So there could be an element of, especially as a player becomes more senior in their career, um, sort of those sorts of disagreements, especially with the lower levels of player protection and the fewer level number of options for players at this level. So see, so I could, as someone, I don't have any previous biases against him, so I could potentially extend him a, you know, a sliver of benefit of the doubt there, because I know that players can, there can be a lot of issues, you know, interpersonal issues that lead to players, you know, not vibing with their, their clubs, their co-staff, Etc. Um, so possibly could be looking for that fresh start, looking for, you know, to, you know, regain his reputation and sort of earn his place back at this level after taking that time off. And I will say we gave up a lot of bullshit goals in front of Chanel last year. We got celebrated in front of by a lot of players. Um, and it didn't always seem like the defense had that dog in them in order to not sort of fold in those meaningful moments and let bullshit goals get let in, especially in matches where it matters. 
I would hope a player who maybe has a bit of an edge to him, who might not be have, take a bit more pride in the performance, the defensive performances, and hopefully not fold um, as easily as possibly saw, um, especially when a lot of those came from the wings. So, yeah, I, I was not impressed with our defense's performance last year, especially in terms of how much pride they seem to take in their performances and how much. Um, so I'd, I'd be interested to see if that brings an attitude shift in terms of the intensity of the tackles in terms of, um, you know, you know, there's, there's good and bad, you know, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Christian Romero is one of the most controversial center backs in the game due to his aggression. That's a sometimes become a liability, but you can also see that in terms of setting a tone in terms of, in terms of, um, there, there can be some positives, especially when you when we've seen our defense fold in in pretty humiliating ways over the past season. So if he were to bring that level of aggression in a positive direction, I think that's something our back line could benefit from. It seemed like possibly we needed someone to step up in terms of attitude and leadership last year and could possibly see that from him. Yeah, and honestly, like, if this helps with the development of Becca Howe, probably I think we're all kind of – Height four, um, I think it's a positive. I think it's good to see him come in. And I doubt Maxi will play every game in and out. So Beckerhow will probably play some games there. We'll see. At least his development. Um, other new player that was brought in, uh, last one, Mr. James Vaughn um, from Wellington United. Um, they play, if I remember correctly, the Northern Premier South which is like the sixth leg of English soccer. It's down there. Um, but yeah, I think he also played in Detroit City back in 2022 or 2021. Um, I kind of looked at Wellington United Instagram. I mean, Twitter posts when they released him um, back in October. Um, and it seemed like the fans missed him. Um, they seemed like he was a hardworking midfielder for him. So. Once again, another, I'm assuming more depth. Um, from what I could tell, it was probably a connecting piece, something that this midfield probably misses, but I think he's, what, 29? 29? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So a little yeah, bit older, so that's you want to be. But, I mean, this midfield last year was just, it got ran to the ground, like, there were parts where Neil injured his hurt. Suko and Jao were in and out of form. Zaka, you could tell he was exhausted. And, I mean, the more defensive depth, the better, honestly, at this point. I'll take it. So, thoughts on James and how you're going to do and transition to the club? I mean, he has experience playing you know, in the States, like you referenced. He played for you know, Detroit City before they joined USL so back in their NISA days, which I mean, I don't have the highest regard for that you know, standard, especially you know, at that time. But at least he has you know, some experience uh, knowing in general what the American game is like and all about. Uh, clearly, he chose you know, to you know, come back over here. So that's a plus. And uh, again, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a huge, you know, you know, uh, you know, hugely knowledgeable about him in any way, because 
I'm not. I know he's not that James Vaughn, you know, the one that you know played for uh, like you know who was it Everton or a couple other teams that has the same name spelled the exact same way, which really messes with your uh, Google searches when you're <laughs> trying to find stuff on them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if he can be able to provide kind of a more you know, true box to box you know kind of presence, which I I don't really think we had. Like that's not really Jal's game. That wasn't Suko's game. Uh, you know, that might be able to you know, help Neil out, you know, some and free him up a little bit more, but also at the same time help, you know, Zaka out and not kind of just leave him on an island at yeah. times in the defensive mid. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll want to see what he, ha- what he brings to the table. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be interesting. Kate, Chenier, anything you guys would like to add? Um, much of the same. Um, a player who's played in the championship knows what that level is like. So, you know, hopefully he'd be able to hang with the pace of League One. Um, so one thing that I did see is that he, he also can fill in at right back if need be. So that provides a little bit of depth there if we only need Zaka at the defensive midfield position. Um, it also makes me wonder about where Darren is going in terms of the lineup. If he is going to be using um, frequently, and if so, does that mean we have a double double pivot uh, defensive midfield area? Um, or is he going to be switching him and Zaka out, which means single pivot? defensive midfield uh, position. So, again, it depends on, on what he wants to do. And, and he would be able to have both of them on the field at the same time if he were to stick James, uh, James Vaughn at, at right back. So, um, we've got options. And we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Um, hopefully, from what you're saying, um, from from where he came from, Welling United, saying that they felt that he was a hardworking player. Uh, hopefully, he brings that work rate and that engine with him because um, that's what I like to see the most in players. Um, I'm going to put out week in, week out. Are you going to give 100% week in, week out? Or are we going to be like, which James Vaughn are we going to see this week? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to see him like that. So hopefully he brings that hard work and that that work rate, that uh, work quality with him to us. Yeah. So um, those are the new signings who we got in so far. Um, once again, we're still waiting on a winger. Um, we haven't seen any of that happen yet, um, but we'll see. The players that are leaving, um, so we know we got the Akira. Uh, he's gone. He's left to go to NCFC. Uh, Owe Gordon, he's gone to Montego Bay United. And Elon Mumford, of course, um, he went to the University of Pittsburgh. Michael Hornsby also departed the club as well. Uh, we kind of knew that what was happening. And the not the one that hurt me the most, but it's sad to see, is Luke Pavone. Um, He left the club. Um, so right now, I think – only players left from that 2019 team. I'm, I don't think anyone's left 
from the 2019 team? Mm, no, don't think so. No, and there's only if I if I remember correctly, there's only six players left from the um, title winning team. Um, Neil, who's left? Hold on, because I wrote it down. So where is it? Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. So we got yeah, Neil, Zaka, Dakota, Nathan. There's two more. Simon. I think those are the only ones left from the title winning team. So this team. Oh, yeah, Chandler. That's right. I forgot about Chandler. Six. That's right. So outside of that, that title winning team is pretty much gone. The 2019 team, all ties to that are now gone. Yeah. Thoughts on Luke leaving the club? Anything like that? For real, I kind of hate it because he was like a, a fan favorite. But I get it. At the same time, you trying to yeah, he was the people champion. Yeah, yeah, I think we all knew that. I think everybody kind of knew that was happening. Like it was yeah. pretty much an open secret. Yeah, you know, as it was, uh, yeah, you know, definitely always you know left it all on the field. Yeah, you know, so can't say that about everybody. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is one hundred percent Darren's team now. So no. You know, no excuses about player personnel, anything like that. You know that you know guys were you know who you inherited. You know, I ran all those guys out. And interesting that a lot of the known conflicts, uh, you know, kept on coming up with guys who were already here before Darren got here. Uh, so we'll, we'll see who uh, see who the scapegoat is this year. Oh, um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Luke is gone. Um, also, God, now nah, his name is escaping me. Willie Palms. Um, did some searching, saw that he wasn't signed with anyone yet, so that was kind of concerning to me. Um, I'm actually, okay, so the way how I'm going to do this, I'm going to throw out a name, and you guys tell me whether or not Richmond should resign him or just let him be a free agent. All right? Kelton Belmar. What, what was that name? Oh, God. Carlton Belmar. <laughs> I'm getting back in the flow of doing this. Should we re-sign him or let him be a free agent? New Year, same Elliot. We love it. Yeah, it's not changing. <laughs> I've always been team Belmar should be super sub, and for some reason, Darren kept starting him. Every time he played, he started. That just never made sense to me in terms of his profile, in terms of his age, in terms of his energy. So, I if continued to use as is, I would say free agent. But I, I just always felt like with his pace, but age, he should have been coming on late in order to you know inject energy and pace. And for some reason, he just kept starting. It felt like he never hit his top speeds, and he didn't have energy to play for as long as he did. So, it continued use as is a free agent. I did not think he added much, um, but in a super sub role, I could see potential there. So that's on my opinion. All right. Matt Chenier, what about y'all? Uh, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with Kate on this one. Belm great super sub. If we, if we get more wingers, keep them. If don't, and we're relying, 
switch him out, go get another one. Because he is not the type of player that can hold for a full 90. But he can, as you said, Kate, inject some pace and some electric flair late in the game coming at a tired defense. It's a great situation to, to, to keep him to use as a sub. But if you're not going to use him as a super sub, you may as well let him go. Mm-hmm. Now he, he can go. I don't, I don't know if y'all like know something I don't know when he got a time machine, but what pace? That dude was slow last year. Uh, That's because he was playing 60, 70 minutes. He, he refused to sprint because he knew he didn't have legs to act. <laughs> Well, see, that's that's the thing, Matt, and 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 that's that's the um, that's a common misconception with regards to when you're playing. You will not. It's it, it, it's much easier to come on late in the game, jack your pace, than to start a game at pace. It's the main. It's one of the main reasons why when players back from injury. They're usually brought on in the 70th minute or whatnot. And you'll see a lot of times those players, when you bring them on in the 70th minute or bring them on in the 65th minute, you a really good 20, 15, 20 minutes at the end of the game. But it's like, but the play, and, but they'll tell you, oh, this player is not, not it's not 90 minutes fit. If they can give you that, it's it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. At the end of the day, he's not going to go 100% with the first sprint of the game knowing that he has to play a whole 90. Just psychologically, your brain will not let you do that. Either way, if we can have 24-year-old Carlos Obama, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're not, so bye. All right. So next player, Matt Bentley. Resign or free agent. He can go to, you know, if, if you're a forward, you only score one goal in a season. No, bye, get con. Okay, and it's not like he was a, didn't get tons of playing time either. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I, I don't see him getting played in preferred position of center forward, um, where he did seem to have a bit more success. Obviously, there's like mentality and form played a huge role in his willingness to shoot and you know the ways he got involved, but also we. A lot of the players who we seem to seem to be on the out are our forward players, Owen, Luke. Obviously, they weren't starting, but you know, if we only have two up top, I'm hoping we're going to see some more offensive players brought in because right now those are the ones who are going out. So, <laughs> if we don't bring anyone else in, I would not want to rely on two to three forward options total in a team that could not goal to save their own lives. Um, so if we don't see any more incomings, I, I'd be concerned about letting go. All right. Bench rotation options. Matt Shanier, real quick. Oh, Matt, you're already said Shanier, real quick. Keeping her resign um, or letting go? I mean, you've had a whole, what, two seasons to try and consistently play him in the right position and you haven't, you may as well let him go. If you're not then correctly – if you're gonna try and use a hammer to screw a nail in, to screw a, a, a screw, after a while you may as well throw away the hammer if you're not using it correctly. All right. I mean, he played there the whole second half of last season when Emmy was hurt and did absolute nothing. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the whole the whole team was nothing by that point. 
<laughs> Too many of them are back as it is anyway. Don't need to you know compound that problem. All right. Um, well, I know. Next, <laughs> uh, next up, we got Mr. Jake Meacham. Resign or let him go? Um, I wouldn't have minded him coming back, but the way that Darren seems to be collecting defensive players right now, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. I wouldn't mind it either. I wouldn't mind it. This is where I would have been resigned back. Mm-hmm. If he's happy to still yeah, be a bench player, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, like uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. It's at the end of the day, if, if you're, if we're loading up on fullbacks and defensive players, if he wants to be a practice player, all right, fine. Um, I'm not going to waste our time with David Olsen because much like that, hey. we barely saw him on the field. Hey, do you not remember in preseason, what was it, 2022? You know, there's quotes about him being the best striker on the team or some nonsense like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think um, we saw him play, like, what, one half of a uh, U.S. team? He, he scored in the – I saw him score a goal for us in the Open Cup, in the open cup game against Nova FC up here. Yeah. That was it. Um, so yeah, I'm never gonna waste that time with that one. Um, Nick Simmons, I think he did. He, he committed to UVA, right? Yeah, but he's only like a junior or something. So. Yeah. All right. Um, Ethan Vandercourt Decker, would you re-sign him or let him go? I I don't know enough about where he's at right now, like physically, mentally where he's at right i don't we don't know enough since they like to keep things so hush hush we have no way of knowing if how how close to 100 percent evd is whether he's mentally prepared to play again he played in the last game right yeah he played like the last three or four okay yeah so at least we know he's back in that yeah but the last three or four minutes in a game that was complete chaos is doesn't give me anything. Like, is he cool just being like, all right, I was able to come back, play, and go out on my own terms? You know, it's kind of like that average yeah. to it. Me personally, I if you can bring him back to be like a backup to Neil in that capacity, because I don't think he's a winger or anymore like that, then yeah, cool. You know, it doesn't hurt to have another offensive player on the bench that you can rotate in and help out. If he's looking to be a starter, I'm kind of passing it. I'm letting that contract slide across my desk. Yeah, that's hmm. um, I don't think it. What y'all gonna say? No, go, go ahead, Kate. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, I think the club did a great. I mean, I'm sure in his contract, but you know employing him while he did his full year-long rehab, essentially missed the entire season. I think that was great. I don't think he – we obviously signed him midway through the season, so he's never gotten a full season with the kickers to show, you know, what what he could bring to the table. But in the snatches we've seen, I wouldn't say I feel he owes us to stay, you know, in like as a reciprocation of like employing him through his rehab. I wouldn't go so far as to say, oh, well, he needs to stay because, you know, he 
we, we you know we kept I him on his hot so I'll say that one. I wouldn't say, <laughs> I think well as in I don't think he's necessarily of a high quality that I would feel miffed if he left or feel like the team lost a, a significant asset because we haven't seen what he can do so if he left I don't think it just has that much of an impact it's not like if he I wouldn't think he found his role within the team so I don't think it impacts the squad or sort of the lineup if he so goes but I don't feel like he's demonstrated enough that I would be offended if he were to like move on for his career because no. never saw much from him that, that guy owes us a year at the absolute, you know, USL one minimum for carrying him, you know, on the roster all last year, knowing full well he was never going to contribute. Uh, but if he is actually you know, back, he's a good player. He's a, you know, a potential all-league quality player, as demonstrated when he was at, you know, Omaha, even the second half of 2022, mm-hmm. you know, for us until he got hurt, you know, he helped boost us up even more. He had, I think he had, you know, what, three or four goals in that, you know, couple of months you know, before his you know, ankle exploded, you know, on him. So yeah, he, if he's recovered, he can absolutely you know, be an asset. I, that's obviously a big if though. So we'll see, but uh, I'll be sour if he shows up on a different roster. How about that? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, we'll see. So, also, a um, little bit of kickers news. Um, since Akira left, we do have a new goalkeeper coach, um, Evan Munn. He's come from uh, Oregon State. So, currently right now, this team is lacking depth in goalkeeper and winger. So, we'll see about that. Um, I don't I think this. I don't think we talked about it, but the USL Academy, um, the Richmond, Richmond United, Reichenair, or is it Richmond Strikers? Which one is the higher one? Richmond United. Richmond United. Richmond United um, is going to be representing the Richmond Kickers um, in the USL Academy um, League. So we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty sure players like Gabe Cox, if they're still playing, um, what's the other one? The uh, Alvito. We never saw him play. Um, but yeah, Alvito, James no. Snyder, um, Gabe, maybe they'll play with the USL Academy, and if they do well there, then maybe they come up to the main roster. But um, the roster of this team, it looks to be – the builder of this team looks to be one of which they'll sign some sign some big players if they can, but mostly it looks like they're going to try to rely on the youth because um, they don't have the deep pockets like a Lexington or a One Knox. Or for Madison, who could go out here and just sign guys like, I think what Madison's got like three guys that were potentially at one point in the Golden Boot race in between twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, right? Richmond doesn't have those kind of deep pockets, so they got to find it in different ways, which I'm not mad at, but you know, it kind of sucks when you see these guys out here with, I don't know, massive talent. But hopefully, like what happened to us, everyone implodes round June, and we just sneak our Way into the playoffs. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, this is the last question I got for y'all before we wrap up. But right now, I know it's very early on in the season. We're about 60 days out from the start of the season. Right. We got the uh, two, you know, two preseason games against Loudon, which are close to the public, whatever. But what right now would consist of a good season 
you know, obviously winning the league title would be a crazy thing, but what would be like, all right, we're having a good season. Darren's job is safe for y'all. Like, what would that be? At make least the playoffs. Playoffs? Okay. At least, yeah, at least make the playoffs. Okay. Because again, like we talked about, this is his team now. You know, this is this is completely his team. So now I I, I want to see what what you can do. That you can't say that there's anyone left on the squad that's from before the playoffs with the players that you've chosen. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If y'all need a moment, I I would say, to to me, it's a lot about Scoring goals at home, winning at home, that, that winless streak is obviously unacceptable, um, but it didn't feel unacceptable, I guess, from the performances that we just kept seeing week in, week out. So, um, yeah, taking a bit more responsibility for performances, especially just at home and in terms of putting the ball in the net. Um, to me, if you do those things, it's hard to miss the playoffs if you're consistently scoring goals and at least winning at home. Um, that'll put you in a very good position. But didn't see a whole lot of sort of responsibility around um, taking responsibility for performances and and putting on a good show. Because I don't know how you go from, you know, what did the, what did the social media t- team say, the best show on Bermuda grass? two seasons ago to half a season without a win. Um, so an attitude change in terms of um, what we can expect, at least in terms of goal scored and home home record. Okay, well, the culture's good. Culture's not the issue. Yeah. Uh, Culture in the dressing room, maybe. I'm so happy that they were hugging, kissing, and doing kumbaya in the dressing room. It would have been nice yeah. that if the fans could have, you know, had some. That's when you bring Maxi in. He's going to slide tackle somebody <laughs> from behind and get it all started. Yeah. If we can't uh, cheer goals, we might as well cheer slide tackles. Yeah. Uh, as said, playoffs is minimum expectation, especially now that playoffs, you know, are eight teams and not just six. Like even less reason, you know, miss out, you know, on this, uh, especially if you know you're maintaining that, yeah, you, know, you have the you know the players, you have you know what you need because like, some someone's got to give, you know, here. Uh, I I swear to God, if we blow more two goal leads this year, I'm gonna 
hair is already starting to go, it's going to go faster. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to be ripping it out. Uh, I mean, how many times last season? You know, maybe we show up in the second half at all. I mean, that, that was almost a meme by the end of last year. It's like, you know, halftime. All right, hey, we feel pretty good about, you know, how we were looking. We're up a goal or we're level, you know, something like that. Well, let's just wait and see. And then inevitably the second half was just a disaster zone for any number of reasons. You know, so full 90s, that'd be swell. Uh, that'd be great. You know, and – so that's the on-field part. I think off the field, you know, show a little more engagement, you know, between you know the actual club and the community. I'm not even saying the fans directly, you know, but you know, use Instagram stories to tell you know story of guys out in the community, you know, being able to showcase you know how they're connecting out there. You know, you know, we saw what one or two with like you know RVA access last year. That's mm-hmm. cool. Let us see those sort of things. Let us actually get to know, you know, the personalities of the players a little bit. You know, rather than it, you know, just being okay. Hey, you know, good game, good game. Even though, no, they were not good games. They were very, very not good games. Uh, and then, you know, disengagement. You know, for a week until you know the next game rinse and repeat like you know if, if it's supposed to be a community club it's supposed to be really you know built on the grassroots show that and, and that's not you know making up what i'm almost positive are forced or fake quotes in every single press release like oh i can't wait to see you know the red army and blah 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 blah, blah. these guys don't know who the hell we are yet you know they're you know, being told you know what to say it's it co- at least to me it comes across as pandering you know, and the good guys. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> it's like you don't need to go over the top with it. It's like oh, hey, you know, I'm sure you know the one college player who's coming in, you know, really knows a lot, you know, about you know the stadium and the atmosphere. I'll buy it for Pablo. I'll buy it for Maxi. They've played here. You know, willing to believe that actually might be true, you know, for them. The other ones, come on, you know. So, like, treat the fans like they're actually intelligent people. Yep. I'm just thinking my head because I'm agreeing with everything I'm saying. Um uh, yeah, Ellie, what are your thoughts? Because you've dodged uh you know putting your neck on the line for any of these like you know who should not come back, what you know, what's a good season? <laughs> no, I was gonna I was gonna say um for me a good season I mean eight teams uh yeah playoffs I would say getting into the playoffs um I don't want to, I, I don't want to scrape in either. Like if this was like a young team, like Darren flipped his whole team, and this was all young, then all right, cool, scrape it into the playoffs. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah, we're talking old men. Yeah, like to be yeah. honest with you, anywhere <laughs> between fourth, fourth to seventh feels acceptable for me, right? Like that feels like I don't think we're one of the best. Top three teams in this league, but we're, we we shouldn't be near the bottom like how we were um, in these past either. Um, so anywhere between four to seventh feels good for me. If we talk an in season tournament, um, getting it out of the group, I think that's another success as well. Something that we obviously do well. Um, I I want to see how Darren does with the development of these young players because that's one thing 
obviously Darren's identified like our club doesn't have the finances like um, like I've mentioned like Madison Lexington Yomaha or Chattanooga to go out here and just sign massive amounts of players and have that like we're gonna have to have youth players right so I want to see if players like Landon Donovan and Becca Howe do they start making that turn from potential to like key contributor right because they can have, I mean, granted, they're still young. Like, I think, what, Beckett's 18, Landon is, what, 17? I think I mean, so, probably. Yeah. So I yeah. want to start seeing that. Um, and it's going to take time. Like, young players, the thing about young players, they take time to develop. You're going to have to give them chances. Um. So, But I want to see how he handles that. I want to see how he incorporates USL Academy. I want to see Darren be a little bit more adaptable with his tactics. Like, I don't want to see him putting round pegs in the square holes. Like, we've seen the Chandler center back. I understand he has the how he has the profile. He's not a center back. Do not do that experiment anymore. We don't need to see it. The same token, like, is like Jow's not a young player, but like finding a way how to use Jow in situations where he he showed me he could be a good player. Right. Like there was a period of time to start of the season where like Jow and Justin were clicking. And something happened where they just weren't up in form, keeping them in good form, getting them back. Like I want to see Darren kind of rotate the center backs. You got this new guy in Gal. Don't be afraid to bench Nathan and Dak if they're out of form. That's something that killed us last year because we saw Ani. He was, and I kind of, I kind of, don't want to rag on Ani too much because that man was playing every game, whether good or in bad form, right? Yeah. And there was a part of the year, and Matt, I know you're going to laugh about me, but there was a part of the year where I was talking about him like, yo, he can be in the defender of the year race, right? But obviously we saw how worn down and ragged he got over the year. So I wanted to see Darren be more flexible with his substitution patterns, you know, Emmy's getting up there in age. Emmy's not cracking thirty. He can't. He can't go. He might not be able to go every game. So if you brought Arthur in, let's use him effectively. Let's play to his strengths, right? We can't play Arthur the same way how we do Chizagi. You got to change it up. And if that means putting Neil at as, as a ten, when you have Arthur in the starting lineup, all right, cool. You know, I, I would want to see that. Um, you know, just getting the best out of his players. Like, I do give Darren credit for how he's developed Simon Fitch. He's arguably one of the more reliable players in the league. Obviously in his team, he's one of the more reliable. And over the course of last year, we saw his development a lot. So for me, I would say anywhere between fourth to seventh. Um, And please, for the love of God, like show up in Darby's. Show up against Fort Madison. Show up against Greenville. Show up against Chattanooga. Like I, there were so many games last year against them, where I'll never forget that second game against Fort Madison at home, where this team just looked like they they did not want to be there. They looked so uninterested, just dissolved of confidence and everything. And I don't want to see that again. You know, especially in a derby. So that's why I land at it. Um, but we're going to kind of long. We're almost going an hour and a half. But I mean, it's a whole off season. You haven't recorded so. What's up? One, one, one more thing. Yeah, this will not constitute a successful season, but a failure to do it will absolutely 
be an unsuccessful season. Wear red shirts, and not like the red shirt that Elliot's wearing right now. No midnight red. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we said that. Thank uh, you. We need red. If it's not red, it's not red. Clear out the whole front office instantly. Yeah, I didn't get in trouble for the joke, but the people who who understood it got it. I need this red. I need it to be the kind of red that West End is. Like how red West End is, I need that level of red. What part yeah. of West End? <laughs> U of R. We're talking about the multi-billion homes, that area red. I need that the private school red. The River Road, River, yeah. River Road red. I need that level of red. <laughs> Me, you know, Chesterfield, <laughs> the county red. We don't need that. I just need that level red. All right. <laughs> For those who got the joke, we'll love it. Um, guys, we all right. So yeah, this is a wrap on our off-season podcast. I know it's kind of long, but eh, we miss y'all, and we had a lot to talk about. Um, as the season ramps up, we'll probably be getting back in the forum more. Um. Guys, any last things before we wrap up this long show? No, look, looking forward to seeing you know what news drops this week. I'm, I'm guessing based on how things have been going, we'll get probably at least three drops this week. You know, maybe a player or two, maybe a, a preseason schedule, maybe you know jersey announcement. Uh, but some combination of those are going to be coming. So hopefully, there'll be some exciting you know updates. Maybe maybe a winger or two, you know, in there. We'll see. Would be nice. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a younger player. Ah, maybe someone that Please doesn't. Give me some more wingers. Please give me some more wingers. We need wingers. We need people who can actually serve the ball into the box or come into the box and help Tazagi out a little bit. Wingers. I was about to say, there. If you just say winger, uh, Darren was someone that's thirty-three and be like, "Go play, son." Spirit winger. A real winger, winger please. Feel the need. I'd say we're 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 looking to put together a red army get together in the next few weeks. So I hope that we see, you know, we can reconnect in person in the next few weeks. Sort of start building momentum on the fan side, um, and and help grow you know, our fan base from different parts of the city, different demographics, different communities um, coming together to support our hopefully red Mighty Mighty Cares. Um, so looking forward to hopefully connecting with everybody in person again as we ramp up towards the season starting. Yeah, honestly. Um, so with that being said, as always, folks, we appreciate you for taking the time of your day to listen to our podcast because without you, we couldn't do this and we probably wouldn't do this because nobody will listen. Um, but as the season starts up, make sure to stay connected with our podcast. Go to our website, rivercity93.com. You can stay up to date with all the women's league stuff, the USL Academy team stuff, and, of course, the men's team stuff there. Um, articles and stuff will be coming out. We might be taking photos. Who knows? But with that being said, for Matt, Kate, Chenier, Gabe, and myself, we will holler at you guys next time. Be easy. Be safe, as always. And always, up the roots. Oh, my God.